Hi and welcome to The Inner Work, the podcast with me, Steve Barker. Let's explore and unpack the inner workings of our subconscious and conscious minds, where we will dive deep into our inner world, where we will create space by giving ourselves permission to press the pause button on life. Let's share this journey together as we discover what makes us tick, seeking out new perspective, insights and strategies that will make our lives easier and our relationships even more meaningful and fulfilling. Join me now as we journey through the amazing world of human behavior. Let's bring some curiosity, wonderment, and a massive dose of fun and unlock our hidden potential for exploring this inner work. Hello and welcome to season two, episode 22 of the Inner Work, the podcast with me, Steve Barker. How are you? Thank you very much to Janelle Martin. The other day I reached out and I asked for some topics, some ideas that you guys might want to hear about with regards to the inner work, to personal development, about being able to decode our inner self and to work out how do we become the very best version of ourselves. And Janelle asked a fantastic question. She said, how do we overcome the destructive self-talk that we have? And I was like, when I saw the subject, I was like... Ooh, this is going to be a doozy. So um, I'm going to share with you uh, a perspective around self-talk and how we can tune into it and how we can start to listen to the the positive chatter and the negative chatter. Because I hear what you're saying, Janelle. You you want to what I'm hearing is that you want to calm down that that destructive, the the toxic self-chatter, and we need to calm it down but we also need to be aware that it's there and the reason why I say this is because what I'm looking at here is balance it's a bit like emotion you know you can't have fun and happy (coughs) excuse me (coughs) you can't have fun and happy emotion without experiencing the opposite which is the sad and the upsetting emotion you can't have light without dark you can't have heat without cold we have to have balance and what I'm saying here is I'm not just saying that we need to get rid of the destructive stuff and um, just focus on the good stuff, but I'm also not saying that we just need to keep the destructive stuff either. So how do we how do we differentiate between the two? When I started to explore this topic and I thought, how am I going to share this over a podcast? Because normally I would share this in a coaching session and I would be doing it with a pen and paper and I'd be able to draw diagrams. One of the best ways I think I can dis- I can describe this is is using the model around shame. Because the the generally for myself when I've I've had this destructive inner chatter, this internal talk, this dialogue, and we all have it. It's all right, you're not going mad. You know, if you start hearing voices in your head, you're not mad. When they start arguing with each other, there might be a point time to go and get checked out. <laughs> but we we all have this 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 narrator in our head that tells us that we're doing things well, we're doing things not so well, that we could have done better, that we could have you know, excelled better at that. This is where we've got our inner critic. Now, the inner critic is driven by internal shame, toxic shame. And this is where we feel that we are not good enough. And shame is an emotion. Shame is a, an, an emotion that we all experience. And some people 
will try to turn themselves off to that emotion. Unfortunately, you can't turn yourself off to one emotion. If you turn yourself off to one emotion, then you become emotionally numb because you're numbing yourself to all emotion. So it's important that we experience and we listen and we hear what that toxic shame is about. And generally, when we're talking about the toxic shame because it's feeding the inner critic, it's all about us. It's like, I'm not good enough. I'm rubbish at this. I, I don't think I can do that. This always happens to me. Why does this always happen to me? It's all about internalizing it, internalizing the thoughts. And I think this is what you're referring to, Janelle. And I know you're not here. And please, if I've got this completely wrong, reach out, let me know, and uh, we'll have a chat about it. But what I'm talking about here is when we have the internal critic, it becomes the most toxic, venomous, rude, arrogant, nasty person you could ever imagine. Well, that's certainly how my inner critic is. My inner critic sits on my shoulder and chirps away in my ear. And every time that I have a bit of toxic shame, which is internalizing, where I go, oh, I'm not good enough, or I'm rubbish at this, or oh, it always happens to me. And I have these, these negative internal thoughts. It's like frying a hamburger at my inner critic. Now, my inner critic, I've actually painted a picture around my inner critic so I can recognize him and I can hear him and I can tune into him because it's important I recognize that he's there. Now, he's a he's a little Irish leprechaun. So he's got a, a little Irish suit on. He's a little leprechaun. He's an angry little man. And he talks like this. He's like, you're fucking shit. You're shit. You're shit. He carries on like that. So this is how I can recognize him. Now, when I'm throwing throwing him hamburgers, he gets bigger, fatter, nastier, more vile. You can imagine him now standing there with his burger in his mouth and he's spitting bits of food out at me. This is what it feels like for my inner critic. It's not a very nice feeling at all. But what I've been able to do is I've been able to create a relationship with my inner critic. I've been able to listen. I've been able to tune in. So now I know what he sounds like. The the, the, the opposite side of the alternate critic or the inner, sorry, the, the toxic shame, the inner critic, the opposite to that is healthy shame. Now, healthy shame is around our conscience. It's about did we do the right thing? And what we're saying here is we're putting a boundary condition around it. And a boundary is, you know, that wasn't the right thing to do. Maybe, a, you know, that could have been done better. How can I do that better? Um, did that upset somebody? Was my actions appropriate? These are simple yes, no answers. And what we're doing here is we're not internalizing. We're not making it all about ourselves. What we're doing is we're making it around the, the action or the thought that we've had. And what we're doing then is we're putting it over on a boundary. And it's like, was that acceptable? Yes or no? Was that the best you could do? Yes or no? Was that the nicest thing to do? Yes or no? And when we've got yes or no answers, when it comes up with a no, that means that there's areas for improvement. And this is where we bring curiosity and wonderment. Now, you've probably heard of me talk about this before. But if we bring curiosity and wonderment in this situation, we go, Okay, well, if that wasn't the best thing to do, or that wasn't the best outcome, or that upset somebody, or I didn't do the very best I could have done there, we can then ask why. 
Why? Why didn't I do the best? What could I do better? How could I improve this? How can I make sure this doesn't happen again? How can I, you know, not upset someone again? Because ultimately, we're responsible for our actions, our thoughts, our words and our deeds. And if somebody gets upset, that's their choice, but it's based around our actions. So we need to be mindful of this. And we can then start to change our thoughts, our feelings, our behaviours around things. We can change our attitude. This is where we start to take acceptance and ownership of things. And this is where we move it to a boundary condition. This is where we move it to healthy shame. Because if we're taking responsibility for it and we're doing something with it and we're saying we can change and we choose to change and we do something about that, then what we're actually doing is we're starving our inner critic. Remember that little leprechaun that sits on my shoulder. I don't know what it looks like for you, but that's how it looks like for me. I'm pretty much not feeding him. I am not giving him any hamburgers. Now, this little dude starts to quieten down when he's not getting fed hamburgers. It doesn't mean that he disappears. And it doesn't mean that I won't occasionally, you know, either subconsciously or consciously, you know, if I'm self-sabotaging, throw him a hamburger and up he sparks again. And then I hear him and I'm like, oh, geez, who, who, who fed you? And I'm like, well, of course you fed him. So how did you do that? What was the toxic shame? What was the internalization? What was the, oh, I'm not good enough, or I'm rubbish at this, or oh, that sort of talk. How did, I, how did that come about? And the more that I practiced this, the better I became at it. And it's like anything in personal development. The more you practice it, the better you become. So there's going to be times where you will probably not catch yourself straight off the bat. But you will be sitting there quietly pondering or after a, a conversation or after an event or maybe at night when you're reflecting on stuff and you'll go, oh, God, that was toxic shame. That was the inner critic. That was me having negative talk and allowing it to win. How can I make it different? What could I do to make that around a boundary? What was what actually happened? How did it happen? Da, 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 da. OK, how can I flip that? How can I make that around a back? boundary with a yes or no answer and something that I can do something with something that I can choose a different pathway on that's how you can start to raise your awareness to it and this is how we can remove the majority of the destructive inner chatter that we experience now I'm not saying you can remove it all I'm not suggesting for a moment that we should remove it all because it's quite viable it's quite valuable sometimes but we, the less that we have, the more we're going to feel comfortable with ourselves. So the first thing we need to be able to do is to tune in, to hear the language, to be able to recognize that it's there. And we hear it in our thoughts. We hear it in our actual language sometimes. I did this and that wasn't good enough. And oh, I'm a rubbish mum or I'm a rubbish uh, worker or co-worker. Or, I'm, I'm rubbish on the netball team. Whatever it is. You're internalizing it. And what we've got to do is stop internalizing it and move it to a boundary condition. So let's let's take, for example, I'm a rubbish mum. You know, if that's what you're thinking, is that really true? What's the evidence there? It could be then we flip that and we say, OK, I can enhance and improve my mothering skills. Yep, simple. How do you do that? That's, that's now, a, oh, how do I do that? 
and we can go off and, and learn and grow and develop and read books and study people who do better at what we're trying to achieve. For me, when I first started coaching, it was around, oh God, I don't know if I can do this. Am I good enough? This is where my business name came from. I am enough coaching. You know, all the time that I was saying, I'm not good enough, I can't do this, I don't have enough money, um, who would listen to me, what experience have I got, why should I feel that I could be a coach, all that sort of negative internal chatter, that was just feeding my inner critic, and my inner critic was having a field day, he was going, you can't do that, man, who's going to listen to you, and he was carrying on like a prize chuck. And he was carrying on, and I was like, far out, I'm, I can't do this, I'm shit, I'm crap, I'm, you know, I had no self-confidence around it. And when I learned about this, I was then able to flip it and go, well, actually, perhaps I can be. Who else has done it? What skills have I got? And I was able to, to flip it to healthy shame. And healthy shame is where we make it around a conscience thing. Is it the right thing? How can I improve? What can I do to enhance? How do I get better? So we're, we're moving away from the negative. So I'm not feeding the inner critic anymore. So, Janelle, I hope that this has helped you answer your question and I want to say thank you because it was a fantastic question it really was a good one and got me thinking about how I could share this around a framework of coaching that I use and I hope that it's served you Janelle and I hope that it's served the, the, the audience that are listening today wherever you are in the world because we all have this internal dialogue and sometimes this internal dialogue can get carried away it can really start to um, eat away at our self-confidence and our self-worth. So, as ever, I would love to hear your thoughts and feedback around this. If this has served you well, if you think, wow, yeah, that, that made sense, he's put it in a way that I can now understand it, let me know. I'd love to hear your feedback. If you come back and you're more confused than when you started, again, let me know, give me your feedback, because I, I can come back and, and, and re, re, retarget this, this, this topic. And if you think that this is valuable and you want to share it, then please get on and subscribe on whatever platform you're on, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, whether you're on Spotify, whether you are on um, uh, Anchor FM or, or, or any of the other uh, platforms that are out there. Please subscribe and share it. Share it amongst your friends and family, because the whole concept of this podcast is that the ripple effects go out. A lot of my clients say to me, you know, the work you do, Steve, is fantastic, and you positively impact so many people. You've positively impacted me, and then the ripple effects have been through my family, through my kids, through my team, through my colleagues, through my friends. And that's the idea of the podcast, is just to get this information more widely spread so that more people can benefit from it, and we can all live the lives that we want to live in our own way. So, you know, I thank you for your time and I thank you for sharing. I thank you, Janelle, for very, very much for coming up with today's topic idea. And I've got another one coming up next week, which is around the um, the concept of how do we stop falling into toxic relationships? And that's a really interesting one. That one comes from Lisa Marie. Um, she wants to know relationships, how to stop falling in love with the same destructive patterns and the wrong types. Another fantastic topic, and we're going to be diving into that one next week. So for now, wherever you are in the world, whatever it is you're up to, 
stay safe, and I look forward to chatting with you again next week. Until then, take care. Toodaloo. Thank you for joining me and taking the time to listen to this episode of The Inner Work, the podcast. I trust you found this enjoyable, interesting, and thought-provoking. The next step is to bring your conscious awareness to this new perspective and way of thinking, and then apply it to your day-to-day life. As you listen to more Inner Work podcasts and apply them, you will notice subtle yet powerful things changing in your life. If you're already noticing this, I would really encourage you to share these podcasts with your friends and family so that they too may start the journey of the inner work. Please subscribe to these podcasts so that you don't miss out on the next episodes. And whatever platform you're listening to them on, please either leave a review or pop onto my Facebook page, I Am Enough Coaching, and share your experiences. Until the next episode, wherever you are in the world, take care and keep doing the inner work. Toodaloo!